Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spawn Daily, a comic source, comic boom collaboration as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Spawn by reading every issue of this main Spawn comic. So uh, if you haven't been following along from the beginning, where you, first of all, where you been? Uh, second of all, it starts back in December, actually, when Rocky and I celebrated the 12 days of Spawnmas, much like the 12 days of Christmas, uh, counting down 12 days to... Uh, the 12th issue of Spawn, uh, as opposed to Santa Claus coming down the chimney. So first 12 issues last month, uh, and then starting in 2021, one issue a day, which brings us up to Spawn number 23 today, uh, written and drawn by Todd McFarlane. He does give special thanks for the art to Gary Capullo, so I don't know if Capullo helped him out in some way. Uh, Tom Orzakowski is on letters, Steve Olaf on colors. It's part three of The Hunt, which we've uh, covered part one and two. Uh, yesterday and the day before. So again, go check those out. Fantastic cover from McFarlane, which showcases that uh, that face of Spawn, which we talked about extensively a couple of issues ago, being somehow split in half by a bullet uh, right down the middle. Um, and he's sewn together with a, <laughs> a shoelace. So yeah, I mean, actually seeing it happen visually in the comic maybe doesn't make the most sense. But man, it looks great visually. So we're all for it. Uh, so yeah, I thought this was a, this was an okay issue. Um, like we mentioned last episode, it certainly is plenty expositional as a lot of McFarland's books are, but, uh, much like last issue, there's a couple of pages here or there where he, he basically slips into prose style, starting with the first page, which we referenced last issue. Um, but again, this is part of sort of how comics were back in in the nineties and, and even prior, right. Where they, the creators really took to heart the, the idea that every comic could be somebody's first. So you want to bring them up to speed on what's happening in the story. And McFarland certainly does that with sort of a who's who on the first page. So yeah, uh, it's, it's solid enough and, and great concepts, if not a, a little dated. So what, what were your thoughts on the issue overall, Rocky? Uh, well, my thoughts overall on the issue were uh, action-packed. Uh, action-packed, I I enjoyed it. It was, uh, like I said, it it was a lot of fun. It was very exposition-heavy, uh, which we, we've talked about before. That was uh, McFarland's sort of, I mean, like literally uh, you, you could pick up this issue fresh uh, and every single major player, Jason Wynn, Spawn, Vito Gavano, uh, Wanda Blake, uh, Sam and Twitch, the detectives, and of course the situation that Spawn finds himself in, all very much narrated on the very, pretty much the very first page, all set out for everyone to read and see. And uh, again, beautiful art. Uh, last issue ended with uh, Overkill, the, the new revitalized, sort of rehealed and new version of Overkill is taking out Terry McGinnis, or pardon me, Terry Fitzgerald, <laughs> Terry Fitzgerald, who Vito, uh, Jason Wynn has, has uh, manipulated uh, Vito into believing, uh, Vito Garvano, uh, t- uh, Tony Twist, the mafioso, that, that uh, Terrence Fitzgerald is in fact Spawn, who is responsible for destroying Vito's office and killing all those mobsters. It was actually the violator that did that in the earlier issues, but Spawn was blamed and for whatever reason, Vito now believes that Terry Fitzgerald is in fact Spawn and Overkill now being told that uh, Terry Fitzgerald is really Spawn wants to wants to kill Fitzgerald. Now, 
Spawn himself, Al Simmons wants to make it over there. He wants to, he wants to, he knows he, uh, Spawn has stolen some, stole some informations, uh, from Vito Gavrano's, uh, accountant, which apparently the accountant had information in terms of what Jason Wynn's machinations were and secrets. And so Spawn wants to go and help, uh, his, Terry. But unfortunately, he's confronted by Sam and Twitch, who have met, who've been looking for him for quite a while. Because when Spawn took out Billy uh, Billy Kincaid, the serial killer, uh, Spawn had a sort of t- sense of humor and basically planted Billy Kincaid, hung Billy Kincaid in the office of Sam and Twitch at the police station. So they were investigated uh, for their role in maybe the death of Billy Kincaid. So they're kind of pissed off at Spawn, and they want to confront him. Uh, it's revealed here that Twitch, the detective Twitch, is actually a grade A shooter. He's actually, even though Sam and Twitch are, are polar opposites, Sam is a detective who's fat, <laughs> Twitch is a detective who's very skinny, but it's d- revealed here, I believe for the first time, I always thought it looked, you know, the way that McFarlane draws Twitch is Twitch is a very skinny guy and he's got this big honking gun and it looks kind of, it's almost kind of crazy, but apparently Twitch is like, he is a marksman. He is uh, an expert marksman with his gun and he uses it to great effect this issue. Uh, Sam and Twitch both confront Spawn. Spawn basically though runs off uh, and he leaves them and uh, Twitch shoots him, but uh, shoots him and manages to hit it, hit him because he's a great marksman, but uh, it, it, it doesn't have any effect on Spawn, of course, because it's, it's Spawn and Spawn know he, he knows he has to get to uh, Terry uh, Fitzgerald because uh, Terry being his, uh, for, his best friend, he wants to protect him from overkill. Meanwhile, Wanda is talking to her grandmother and the gra- grandma uh, and her grandmother uh spoke with Spawn uh, <laughs> or Al Simmons and believes that she saw, refers to Al as sort of like she spoke to Al. I spoke with Al. I, I, he's an angel now. And that's how she sort of perceives Spawn. And Wanda's really like touched by that. And she's shocked. And then she's further shocked when she's find out that, you know, Terry's been, you know, Terry killed some police out in front of their, in front of their yard. Now, remember last issue, all, all, there was all these altercations t- Terry, Terry Fitzgerald got into the shootout in his front yard and was led to believe by the mafiosos that, you know, they had Wanda and Cyan, his, his, their child, you know, that they had kidnapped them and they were holding them hostage, but they were just at the park. <laughs> and in any event, Wanda now apparently wasn't at the park. She's with her, her grandmother. She gets a call. Terry's, you know, he, you know, Terry killed these cops. Terry took off. Terry takes off. And of course, he eventually Overt Kill finds him, and this huge battle ensues between Overt Kill uh, in in him. He's trying to kill Fitzgerald, or he's trying to kill Terry. Spawn gets there just in time to rescue Terry, and a huge battle breaks out. And uh, great action sequences. I mean, really great. This is where McFarlane shines. And as I as you sort of alluded to when we talked about this. It's just just a lot of great action and a lot of, I mean, sort of like the typical sort of dialogue, the the shit-eating grinsy, the villains, the, the anger of overkill, he wants revenge, Spawn uh, using his newfound powers and his ability to use his powers that Houdini taught him how to better use his powers and, and the chains and everything in previous issues. Um, 
this all works to great effect. Meanwhile, the media is in front of Wanda's house. Jason Wynn is setting everything up. Jason Wynn has blackmailed all of her neighbors to say bad things about Wanda Blake and Terry Fitzgerald because Jason Wynn needs a scapegoat because the White House is coming down on him because he's he's been unable to explain his two-day disappearance where we readers know Jason Wynn disappeared and became anti-spawn for those two days. And for whatever reason, Jason Wynn thinks he can manipulate events to blame Terry Fitzgerald for this uh, intelligence disaster. And so that's what's happening. So Wanda's in a state of complete panic. Uh, meanwhile, Terry is, uh, you know, being protected by Spawn as over at Kill tries to take out, uh, tries to kill them both. And Vito Gravano did all he could to upgrade over at Kill. So it's, he's much more difficult to kill. And what's, uh, what's actually surprising here and I really enjoyed it, was of all people, Twitch actually manages to save the day. Overkill is getting one up on Spawn. It looks like Overkill might even be victorious in the second battle against Spawn. But Twitch manages, expert marksman that he is, he shoots Overkill in the ear and it screws up his programming and makes him basically run off. And it, it and he... And he starts saying the words "young blood, bad rock, young young blood, bad rock." And I'm assuming that he he sort of takes off. And they, there's an editorial box saying, "See young blood number seven. So we're not reading. We're not going to be reviewing young blood number seven. But apparently, Overkill runs off into another comic book by Rob Liefeld's Young Blood Number Seven. But that basically that saves uh, Terry Fitzgerald uh, Terry Fitzgerald's life and and also Spawn's life, because uh, certainly Spawn, it appeared to have been in danger of being killed as well. And that's really how the issue ends with Sam and Twitch looking over the bodies of a wounded Terry Fitzgerald and a very uh, a very rough-looking Spawn. So I enjoy the issue. I, I enjoy the issue. It was exposition-heavy at the beginning, but I, I'm glad that a lot of that exposition sort of disappeared and we could enjoy the action sequences and the narrative and there was less exposition as the story progressed and, and it was action packed it had uh, good dialogue and it clearly established some of the the emotions that Wanda Blake was going through and dealing with the media and and all this stuff does appear to be coming together i I've, I've got some criticism i i still don't quite understand i i think it doesn't quite fit really neatly what jason wins plan is it seems like the i can you know the seems a little bit too convenient how the media is buying all this, but McFarlane has done his best to, to spoon feed us as to what it is. And it's good enough to put a, you know, again, put a smile on my face. I've been enjoying this so far. What do you think? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's one of the most action packed issues that we've had to date. And I think it, it works on that level. It also, despite the heavy exposition at times, it's sort of one of the quick reads um, because in those action scenes, when it's Spawn battling against Overkill, and even the the scenes with Sam and Twitch, and and uh, and Twitch using his marksman skills to to, in a way, take out Overkill, or at least you know cause him to malfunction. There's not a lot of exposition needed, <laughs> so it lets McFarland do what he does best, which is you know render some some great acting scenes. There are a, a couple of nitpicks that I that I have. Um, first of all, and. You know, maybe I would have thought this a little more before 2016 or certainly before the pandemic that, you know, friendships and loyalty among neighbors would be able to survive some bribery. Um, but, uh, I mean, 
does every person in the spawn universe have deep dark secrets like right what when you talk about the neighbors one set of neighbors is illegal immigrants one cheated on their taxes and one had a baby out of wedlock i'm like man uh I, I would hope that you know not all my neighbors have some deep dark secret that can be exploited by jason Wynn. so that was a little you know hard to swallow um the other thing uh it's not really a nitpick but just an observation that i that i actually think uh, that I like. That's a great detail because we talked last issue when we mentioned, uh, or we've, we've spoken previously about the body that uh, Al Simmons has now is not his old human body, right? It's made of psychoplasm. Yeah. And we talked last issue about McFarland saying that spawn weighs 400 pounds. And we speculated on the density of psychoplasm and whatnot. And I talked about the fact that, you know, spawn's body only looks human and he's got the parts, he's got bones, he's got a heart, whatever, but that's just because in his mind, he knows that's what a human body is supposed to look like. That's illustrated very well when Twitch uses his marksman skills to blow out his knee, right? It even says, shot is a direct hit, tearing through cartilage and shattering a kneecap. It's the fastest way to disable an assailant, but Spawn never even breaks stride as he disappears into the unlit alleyway. So it, again, it goes to show that Spawn, Spawn is not human, right? Like you can blow away his kneecap and he it should stop him from running. Uh, and it would stop a human, but his body doesn't really work the way that a you know normal human body works. Uh, yes. So I, I thought that was a kind of a cool little reminder that uh, that McFarland put in. Um, and you know, one other thing you mentioned the accountant. One other thing that I just remembered, um, and I forgot to mention this last time I, when I was doing the research on Tony Twist. And again, not sure why <laughs> McFarland went and changed the name and ended up costing him all this money. Um, but he apparently in, in an interview he did in Wizard Magazine, he talked about using names of hockey players. He's Canadian. He's a hockey fan. So I, that worked against him when it came time for trial. Uh, and Tony Twist, who was uh, a defenseman, somewhat of a goon uh, hockey player, which basically means that he was there to get in fights with the other team's best players, take them out of the game. <laughs> uh, there was another hockey player. That accountant's name, Joe Sackick, while it's spelled differently, there was a a uh, hockey player that played for the Quebec Nordiques back in the day yeah. named Joe Sackick. Um, he did not sue. So I guess he didn't feel that he came off. He came <laughs> yeah. off that badly. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention that when yeah. we were talking about it. Uh, uh, also, I, I happen to know Joe Sa Sackick had a more successful hockey career. He probably didn't need to sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 A hundred percent, a hundred percent accurate. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, again, action packed issue, it read faster, it paced very well. You know some some of the better McFarland art. I I particularly like the the sequence where uh, Twitch is trying to take that shot. How it the the panels flip between seeing Overkill just pounding on Spawn um, and zooming in on Twitch. You can even see the the sweat um, on his forehead for the you know the stress of the moment when he's trying to make that shot. So yeah, all in all, a pretty a pretty fun issue, and I, I think the hunt concludes concludes next issue so uh and then we'll uh we'll go from we'll go from there so yeah solid issue yeah it was it was uh it was good i'm uh it's going to be interesting to see uh it, it this almost felt like this that if there's a there's another chapter to the hunt it almost felt like an ending this issue so it's going to be interesting to see what happens next issue i have not read the next issue yet so yeah i haven't either i haven't either so we'll see i mean Spawn, in a way, Spawn is at the mercy of Sam and Twitch with the way this one ends on a, a cliffhanger. 
Um, and we do get, you know, you, we can look at it. If you flip to the last page, you can look at it right there. Uh, he does, uh, McFarland does something that, uh, that is pretty common in comics at this time where it says concluded next issue. So we know <laughs> the end of the story comes, uh, comes next issue, but yeah, he, both he and Terry Fitzgerald are at the mercy of Sam and Twitch there. And I wonder, despite the fact that Al Simmons has been trying to keep his identity as spawn, a secret from, uh, Terry Fitzgerald, if this is where the you know, the, the true identity of Spawn is finally revealed to Terry Fitzgerald. But even if it is, I expect Terry would, would keep it from Wanda. I imagine when he does find out, he'd have to have mixed feelings, right? Like he knows that his wife has to still have feelings for her first husband, but he's sure he's going to feel a loyalty to his friend. That's going to put Terry in a unique position. So I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, I'm curious because, and th- those people who already have, are familiar with the Spawn story already know the answer to this question, but I don't. I'm, I'll be curious to know who finds out that Al is alive first. Is it going to be Terry Fitzgerald, Terry Fitzgerald, or will it be Wanda? Uh, who's going to find out about that Al Simmons is alive first? Now we know that Wanda was told by her grandmother this issue that her grandmother yeah. saw Al, but you know, you could, she, you know, Wanda might just pass that off as a, you know, my grandma believing in angels and blah blah blah. Yeah. But I mean, we also know that Wanda has had dreams of uh, Al. Uh, just at the same time, suddenly her grandma says that she spoke with Al, and now all this stuff is sort of hitting the fan. Uh, uh, Wanda, you know, lamented in this issue about how, you know, she should have known better. She she went from marrying one intelligence operative to marrying another, and you know, and now her life's falling apart, and and uh, she should have known better, and what have you, and. So Wanda herself is clearly going through, uh, through some angst here, and she's got to be she's got to be somewhat frustrated because I mean it was the secrets that she never knew about that killed her first husband, and it might be certainly it was the secrets that her second husband never shared with her that seemed to be almost killed him. This issue, so you know, I guess the moral of the story, if you're a woman, is don't marry an intelligence operative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I had mentioned that before. I mean, yeah. granted, he wasn't a field agent, so maybe she felt a little safer. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's, she kind of alluded to that, this issue. But yeah, I mean, stop marrying intelligence agents, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, solid issue. And yeah, it all comes to a close. The next issue would be, be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. It was, it was short and sweet. And uh, yeah. It's a, a good. Sometimes, sometimes these issues are are a little bit longer with a, a lot of exposition. But this one, you know, it's getting. It's funny with the exposition is is because you know it might be good for new readers, but you know it's almost to a point where I I can almost it's getting it's almost like I'm reading the exposition faster because it's saying the same thing in, in every issue. So it's like there's a lot of words on some of the pages, but it, it really is just ultimately a rehash. It's amazing how quite frankly and and in this issue i noticed it well, uh, i read it i read it twice the first time i read it i i literally breezed over the exposition and i basically got the full substance of the issue yeah not reading half of it and then when i went back and actually read it I, it never really added anything to it because i already knew all the stuff that was in the exposition anyway so that's kind of a clue that you know as as a as a loyal reader that's been reading every issue so far it it is a little redundant for for readers that have been with it from the beginning. But as you said, I mean, I, I suppose every 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 potential issue of Spawn is for a new reader. But uh, it can get a little little frustrating. But you know, it's also a lot of fun. It's a, a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and there are times I'm tempted as well, but I always end up reading it because sometimes he does hide nuggets in there that that you don't know, you know, like about how Jason Wynn re- got returned, how he was just found crumpled up in his office by the janitor, you know, like, yeah, that was just a random sentence thrown in, never mentioned anywhere else in the issue before or after. Um, but yeah, just trapped in a wall of text. So yeah, it, I think we've mentioned this before it, that that's the danger of, of exposition. If you present that some people, you know, people who read comics don't, there doesn't necessarily mean they love to read and they want to read something that's super dense, you know? Yeah. Uh, like for example, the, the Hickman X-Men stuff. I know people that skip over those text pages that, that he adds in there and just, mm. they just don't want to read it. Uh, yeah. but you know, you miss out on, on some yeah. of the, you have the to, that was yeah. the only reason that was one of the reasons I enjoyed house of X and powers of X so much. I, I'm not an, I'm not an expert on X-Men by any stretch, but that to me added, that really helped me. I needed yeah. to read that exposition in the back of the Hickman's Hawks pox there uh, because yeah. it contributed substantially to my knowledge base of just to understand, you know, the, you know, what underscored some of the, some of the plot points in the story. But uh yeah, exactly. But again, you, you run the danger when you're doing it constantly and saying the same things. But again, you know, part of what uh, comics were like back then. So yeah. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Hope you enjoyed our uh, recap of Spawn number 23 on Spawn Daily. Don't forget to go and check out Rocky's channel on YouTube if you have not done so already. If you're not watching these videos, you're just listening to the audio. Just head over to YouTube, do a search for comic space boom exclamation point. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the notification bell so you know when new content comes out. Like this video. You know how to do it. Everybody knows how to do it on YouTube yeah. these days. Uh, conversely, if you're checking us out on YouTube and you haven't been following the other audio content we put out on the comic source, we really appreciate it if you subscribe. So just head over to your favorite podcasting app or platform, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever whatever it is, Spotify, uh, and subscribe to the comic source. Just do a quick search and you'll find us. So. We really appreciate the support as always. Don't forget uh, our other episode that's dropping today uh, as Rocky and I do every week, the DC Spotlight. Remember there are spoilers. So if you haven't read the DC books and don't want to be spoiled, go read your DC books first and then come back and hear what we have to say about it. If you don't mind being spoiled, then dive right in uh, because we cover all the, the, well, I won't say all, but most of the DC books that come out every week on those uh, DC Spotlights. So we appreciate the support as always, and we will talk to you next time. Catch you later. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes, as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.